Welcome to the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs. You'll hear insights and ideas from the world's top entrepreneurs and thought leaders designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Now, now here's your host, Steve Cypress. Hello, it is Foundation Friday, July 24th, 2020. Steve Cypress here in way too sunny and way too hot Southern Arizona, but look up in the sky. It's not a bird and it's not a plane. It's dark. Where are they? There they are. Dark rain clouds. What the heck? I just heard some thunder. We haven't had rain, I think, for four months here. And this is what's known down here as the monsoon season, where these torrential rains will come in for 10, 15 minutes and then move out. And like uh, half an inch or an inch of rain will fall all at once. And because we have these mountains that we live near the top of, the rain during the monsoon comes flying down right behind me here, which is known as the wash. And you might be able to see two, three, four foot dugouts uh, where the water comes rushing down during monsoon season. So perhaps could today be the day? Just a little north, northeast of us, they must be getting some rain. I heard the thunder, I see the storm clouds, and they came out here and scrambled and packed everything up, the umbrellas and the chairs and the tables and this and that all put away. Bird house, the bird feeder. Got to pack up anything. Well, not anything, because I've even seen in a monsoon these iron chairs get tossed about. Wrought iron chairs. Anyway, let's get right into the overview, and we will finish up the overview of the classic great book by Dr. Dennis Waitley, The Psychology of Winning, written about three, four decades ago. So as I go through this, I'm going to practically read it. It's so powerful, I didn't want to paraphrase it. I want to pretty much just read a couple of pages to you here, so pardon my looking down and reading today. Uh, And uh, there's going to be a little point in here where we'll chuckle a little bit as he goes through the latest technology. And uh, maybe some of you watching this weren't even alive and can't, don't even know what the heck any of this stuff was back then. Uh, but okay, uh, this is where we left off last week talking about the difference between winners and losers. And uh, Dr. Waitley says, talent is cheap, you can buy it and recruit it. It's everywhere, the world is full of talented alcoholics. Education is not cheap, but it's for sale and for hire. If you have the time and money, you can get your BS, MBA, PhD. You can panel your den with diplomas, but the world is full of educated derelicts, unable to relate to supportive roles with others. And as you can see right now, this uh, chasm here in the U.S., the world is full of these overschooled elites versus the underschooled, but way more educated blue-collar folks with a heck of a lot more common sense, as Waitley points out here, than the people that think staying in school and getting lots of diplomas from the elitist indoctrination schools is something that makes you somehow superior to other people. Oh, big mistake. Uh, Not aptitude, but attitude is the criterion for success. You can't buy an attitude for a million dollars. Attitudes are not for sale. All individuals are not born equal. Some are cursed and some are blessed with their hereditary uniforms. Equality is not nature's way. The equal right to become unequal by choice is the natural cycle. 
All environments do not breed and nurture the winning spirit. And yet, how often we are witness to living examples of greatness springing out of adversity. How many winners there are in the game of life who have rejected their genetic handicap and walked out of an environmental ghetto into a new world where self-esteem and the esteem of others abounds. Attitude is the answer. Your attitude toward your potential is either the key or the lock on the door of personal fulfillment. There are three main arenas in which you play your game of life. They are full of interaction. They are neither separate nor independent. Each is full of opportunities to use more of your vast, untapped potential. In losers, they can be likened to a three-ring circus where too many confused activities are going on at the same time to gain perspective or focus or to get anything worthwhile done. In winners, they harmonize with each other into three concentric zones of growth, each complementing the other, the others, together making up the winner's circle of life. Here are the three circles. There's the outer circle. Your outside world contains the many outside influences which act upon you and upon which you act. It's the arena outside of yourself where your professional, social, family, educational, and leisure activities take place. Tremendous abundance everywhere. How many sunrises and sunsets have you watched this month? How many good books have you read? How many videos have you watched? How many good audios have you listened to this month? When was your last trip to Australia to watch the koala climb the eucalyptus tree? Is your education continuing? How's your sailboat? How's your family? Have you fed or clothed an orphan this month? How's your income relative to inflation and relative to the massive economic destruction being done by the continued shutdown and chaos? Uh, how's are you secure or looking forward to social security? Are you giving and getting enough in your outer circle, your environmental world? The next related circle in your life houses your physiological self, all the skin, bones, cells, parts, and muscles that make up your physical being. More abundance. In many of us, too much abundance from overeating. How's your body these days? Are you fat and sluggish? Are you gaunt and nervous? Do you puff going up a flight of stairs? What kind of fuel do you put in your magnificent machine, your one and only transportation vehicle for life? One-handed turn in the pages. Still haven't gotten good at that. Is it full of smoke? Are your brain and liver pickled in alcohol? Do you use high-test meals and nutrition or hit-and-run low-test junk food? Is your body a Ferrari that you tweak and tune for the Grand Prix, or is it a rackety heap parked by the curb to get you from birth to death with the least number of overhauls? If you abuse it, you won't get to use it as long, especially, again, true right now with the pandemic still raging around. And everyone knows it targets those with compromised immune systems. And that is completely in your control. How are you treating your body? Winners know that their bodies cannot be traded in for a new model and that their performance in the outside world is largely dependent upon good health. You can only do good if you feel good. The inner circle, here's the third and final one, seemingly the smallest, is really the largest arena of all. It controls your actions and reactions in the other two arenas. It's your mental, spiritual world. The thought process is inside your brain and central nervous system. Talk about abundance. Dr. William James recognizes the, the modern leader of psychology or the leader of modern psychology said even the most effective humans utilize less than 10% of their mental potential. And Waitley says it is much less than 10%. The Brain Research Institute at the University of California at Los Angeles has concluded that the ultimate creative capacity of the human brain may be infinite. No limits other than self-imposed. Now trip down memory lane alert for outdated technology. 
Waitley says your brain is a Xerox machine, a Polaroid camera, a Betamax videotape recorder, a Technicolor widescreen projector, a thousand IBM computers, plus 10 billion miniature microfilm cartridges, all delicately designed into one storage battery floating in an electrochemical solution. And again, dating myself or people out there anywhere near my age are chuckling and the younger folks are going, what the heck are you talking about, Steve and Dr. Dennis Waitley? With this virtually untapped and limitless resource, why aren't we more creative, inventive, and successful? Laziness, to be sure, is one mental block. Why bother? Fear is another big block. It's too risky for me. Man, is that appropriate today in the pandemic? Oh, I'm afraid to go out. I've got to cover my face and wash my hands 422 times. I'm just afraid to walk down the street and pass by anybody within six feet. I'm going to die. And a Thank you for joining us today on the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs hosted by Steve Cypress. Join us tomorrow for another exciting episode designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Also, go to rhinodaily.com for more great business exploding tips, strategies, and tactics from the world's top experts. Plus, snag your free copy of Money Making